Hi, this is New Life North Metro's Home is Live podcast. We want to passionately welcome and thank you for joining us today. We're glad you are here. Listen and be blessed by the word. Father, in the name of Jesus, rain or shine, you are faithful. And we come here today expectant to hear from you. And maybe if we may have heard these scriptures before, I thank you, Lord, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I pray that you would bring faith to, you cause faith to arise in the church today because we are here for a reason. We are here for a purpose. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. The other night, the other afternoon, actually, yeah, the other night, Pastor Amar and I, tried to watch a movie and that i'm not here to promote the movie but the movie was is indiana jones anybody ever watch indiana jones yeah na yung mga mga young ones ones o n c e diba we understand you know harrison we remember when harrison ford was still young he was still looked like han solo before uh, but we were watching it, and it, siguro an hour or less than an hour into the movie, we both fell asleep. I fell asleep first, and then she fell asleep afterwards. And so we decided the next day to continue. And, you know, not to spoil anything, but in a way, we could see that the character of Harrison Ford, who was so, his whole life was in the past. Because he is a, how do, how do you say it? He is an archaeologist, if I'm not mistaken. He always looks, researches into the past. And he said in the, in the story, my whole life I have been living, or my whole, I gave myself entirely to the past. And if he, ha, when he, had, if he had an opportunity to go back to the past and live in the past, he would take that opportunity. And I'm, I, I look at here and I, and I, and I know that what sometimes when people interview other people, they would say, if you could go back in the past and change something, what would you change? Hindi ba po? But unfortunately, I want to let you know that time travel does not exist at the moment. The only time traveler I know is God because He's not limited by time. He, he lives in the fullness of time. Amen. And I don't know yet if anybody has ever discovered through mathematics or through any other way the ability to travel back into time. But God, God knows what he's doing. And do you know that you were not meant to be born at a different time? Do you believe that God created you? Do you believe that you were created with a destiny and a purpose? We have been talking about that for the past month. So we've just come up from uh, last two weeks ago from a conference which was entitled The Church for This Hour. And I would like to entitle my message today, The Church for This Hour, just to let you know that hindi po accidente that you are alive at this time. Amen. That God called you to be alive at this time, in this moment, in this dispensation of His grace. You are called here. You are alive here together. We are all here together for a reason. 
and the, the, the seasons of the, that the world has gone through have changed. There are different seasons. And so God knows who to put in the right season. The Bible actually says that when Jesus came, He came in the fullness of time. That that was a preordained time that God knew He was going to send His Son. And if God would send His Son to the earth at a preordained time, how many of you know that you are here not by accident? Tell the person beside you, hindi po tayo aksidente. Amen? We are the church for this hour. We are the church for this season. We are the church for this dispensation for a reason. Amen? So I want to open today reading from Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 to 19 in the Amplified Classic. And I've, we've read this verse many times before. I've preached this verse many times before. I'm just going to pick out. It says, Now when Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, He asked His disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they answered, Some say you are John the Baptist, Others say you are Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Then Jesus said to them, But who do you yourselves say that I am? And Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, you are the Son of the living God. Then Jesus answered him and said, Now we're reading from the Amplified Classic. Jesus didn't say it this way. He didn't say, Blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied are you. Because that would be funny, no? If Jesus became a thesaurus, all of a sudden, blessed, happy, fortunate, and most to be envied. No, the Amplified allows us to expound the meaning or the weight that the word Jesus, or the word that is being spoken. The word blessed is not a simple thing. Amen. See, even the dog knows that what I'm saying is true. Amen? So when we come to church and people say, Sis, brad, how are you? Blessed. You see? I love them. There is a greater meaning. There is a greater weight to the word blessed. And I want you to understand that you are blessed. Come on. You may not feel blessed all the time, but your feeling does not dictate what God has done in your life. Pastor Amara said it very clearly earlier. Many times we look for God in the big shebangs, but we miss Him on the small, faithful, continuous presence He is in our life. Amen? You don't have to feel blessed to be blessed. Because you are blessed. Blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied are you. Simon Barjona, which is means Simon, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood or men have not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, the Greek word Petros, which means a large piece of rock. And on this rock, which was a di it sounded the same, but they're a different word. One was Petros, the other was Petra, which is a huge rock like Gibraltar. If anybody has ever been to Gibraltar, 
If I'm not mistaken, is it in between Spain and Portugal? Tama po ba? Or is it between Europe and Africa? Europe and Africa yata eh. The Rock of Gibraltar, it's a small island. My parents got eloped there, by the way. <laughs> Just so you know. They eloped there. They went to Gibraltar and got married there. But it's a huge island. He says, I will build my church in the gates of Hades. The powers of the infernal region shall not overpower it or be strong to its detriment or hold out against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind, declared to be improper and unlawful on earth, must be what is already bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, declare lawful on earth, must be what is already loosed in heaven. Now, I wanna, before I talk to my main point, on the scripture, I want to talk about that last part. He said, you know, many times we get this verse and say, whatever you bound in heaven and earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. But you have to understand the true meaning is that whatever God has bound in heaven, you declare and whatever God has already loosed in heaven, you declare. Naintindihan mo? Heaven, heaven does not submit to our will. We submit to heaven's will. Many people get this verse wrong. And they think that whatever you say, God is obliged to follow what you say, even if you say it with faith. No, the Bible is very clear. The only time God is obliged is when He has already done it through His grace and through His Word. If God said it, it's already done. We need to declare it. That's why prayer. You remember Pastor Amara saying earlier that, you know, before you pray, God knows what you need. But then right after Jesus said, and when you pray... What does it mean? I know what you need, but you pray. Because there is power in your prayer. There is power in your declaration. So just because God knows it, Lord, alam mo naman lahat eh. Yeah, I do. But I'm giving you the keys. I'm giving you the susay para hindi ka mahirapan sa buhay mo. Find out what my will is. Find out what I've loosed. Find out what I've bound and declare it. And you will see your authority here on earth be unlocked and unleashed. Amen? It's not whatever you want, God's obliged. No! We submit to His will. And when we declare His will, we will see the unlocking and the unleashing of as it is on, as it, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. We will see heaven come to earth or the will or the kingdom of heaven released on earth. Amen? And who has God given this to? Who is the church? Say, I'm the church. We are the church. It's not a building. It's not an organization. It's not a religion. It is the ecclesia. It is made up of people. You and I, living stones. We are the church. And God has given us this kingdom authority. Amen? 
But one thing happened before God declared this kingdom authority. He asked Peter, Who do you say that I am? You see, your key into unleashing all that God has for you is how you understand or see Him. We can put that understanding and see into one word. And that word is revelation. And I want to tell you this today. Your identity in Christ is directly related to your revelation of Christ. Ulitin ko po ah. Your identity, because your identity secures your destiny. I will steal that from Pastor Edwin. He shared that in the NLCon. Uh, in the NLCon, he said that your identity is secure or is is connected to your destiny. Amen. Do you believe that that your identity is connected to your destiny? When you know who you are, then you'll know what you were created to be. Amen. But let me tell you, what solidifies your identity is your revelation of Him first. Who you are in Christ is directly proportional to your revelation of Christ. The more you see Him as He... That's why we sing this song. Ganda nga namang lineup natin eh. Nag-flow nga sa message ko eh. Who do you call God to be? Diba? You don't just go randomly on the street. Oy, anak, halika. Sabihin ng tao. Po? Anak, anak, halika. Hindi kita magulang. Diba? You don't just call anybody your child. Or you don't go into a you know, place and then you like, get random girl, like, girlfriend ko. Sampaling ka na babaeng yan. Diba? You don't just call anybody your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your asawa if they're not that to you. Tama po ba? You know, that's, you know, sometimes when, 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 now, I don't mean to pick on anybody here. Don't get mad at me. But if you call your wife mommy, so you're married to your mother, huh? Or you call your your da, your husband daddy, daddy. Siya pala yung ang bata ng daddy mo ha. Para magkang age lang kayo ha. Again, I know it's terms of endearment, but you to each his own. Amen? But I know that usually comes from when you have kids already. Right? Because you're constantly telling your kid, this is your mommy, this is your daddy. At para hindi sila maguluhan, mommy at daddy na lang kayo. So, naintindihan ko. Pero kung wala ka pang anak, tapos tawag mo sa mommy at daddy, then there's a still some, there's, a, there's something a bit strange about that. Amen? Amen? Come on, amen? It's, it's, it's... Now, those who are dating, huwag mo kakawin mommy, ha? Hindi kita nanay. You understand? Because usually how you see that person is how you would, how you understand them to be, is how you would call them. So if you call somebody your father then you see yourself as a child. So you, if you pray to your heavenly father, if God is your father, then you, you understand your identity as a child. If you call God healer, then your identity is the healed of the Lord. Anybody sick here today? 
If you call God healer, your identity, who you are, is the healed of the Lord. Amen? If you call Him your forgiver, then you are one who had received. Or you are the forgiven. If God is your blesser, you are blessed. So your how you see yourself is directly related to how you see God. So if you see Him as friend, then you are His friend. You see him as father, you are his child. If you see him as king, then you are his prince or princess or servant. Depends on how you see him. Will determine how you see yourself. And hence, that's why Jesus asked the question. Because he cannot establish See, he established Peter in his identity once he understood how Peter saw him. Peter's re revelation of him changed his identity, or not changed, established his identity. Amen? So that's why as a church, and that's why you come on Sunday, and that's why you read your Bible, and that's why you watch podcasts or videos of other preachers, it's because you want to get more revelation and not information. Amen? Your goal should not be you know more. Your goal is that you would see Him clearer. And you can spend your whole life searching. And God can reveal Himself constantly. But I tell you this, you will never know the fullness of God because God is too great to be known in His fullness. He is God and we are men, so let our words be few. Amen? But yet, we can know Him for sure. Amen? And nobody can, when you have been healed by God, nobody can take the revelation of healer away from you. When you have been loved as a father loves a child, nobody can see that. God's not a father. Well, to you not, but to me, yes. Because I have experienced that. I want to read this scripture from Ephesians chapter 3. I'll be going through the whole Ephesians chapter 3. Don't worry, I won't take too long. But I just want to show some points here that I want us to understand. It begins by Paul saying, Beloved friends, I'll be reading from the TPT. Beloved friends, because of my love for Jesus Christ, now Paul understood that the why he loves Jesus is because he was first loved by Jesus. His revelation of Jesus is that Jesus loved him. That's why he could love him back. We love because he first loved us. What Paul was sharing to the Ephesian church is his revelation of Jesus that established his identity. And when his identity was established, his destiny was secure. Amen? The revel from the revelation of Jesus, his identity was established. And because he knew who he was, his now his destiny is secure. I want, is my desire as I preach the word, that you would get revelation. So that your identity may be established in Him and that your destiny may be secured in Jesus' name. Amen? 
Beloved friends, because of my love for Jesus Christ, I am now his prisoner for the sake of all who are not Jews, so that you will hear the gospel that God has entrusted to me to share with you. Are you Jewish here? Anybody Jewish here? No, I don't want to take for granted. Maybe we have Jewish brothers and sisters here. No. So are you Gentile? Therefore, you are a Gentile. We are all Gentiles. Amen? So this gospel is for us. Amen? For the wonderful mystery which I briefly described was given to me by divine what? Amen. Don't preach information. Preach revelation. Amen? There are many times we can get caught up in information. Information will just fill our heads. Revelation will fill our hearts. Amen? Information is good sometimes. But hindi lang puro info. Kasi after a while, nagsa-zone out na tayo. Too much info. Nosebleed. This was given to me by divine revelation so that whatever you read, whenever you read it, you will be able to understand my revelation and insight into the secret mystery of the Messiah. There has never been a generation that has been given the detailed understanding of this glorious and divine mystery. What? So what Paul was saying is, there are many, 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 many believers, thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people who have heard the Word of God. But the revelation that Paul is sharing can only be fully understood now in this generation. Bakit? What is the difference about that generation than the previous generation? Are they better than them? Joel 2 verse 28 to 29 says, And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will, I will, my spirit on all flesh, that your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men, <coughs> prophesy lang ako. Your old men shall dream dreams, your man, young men shall see. Amen. Visions ba? Visions pa tayo? Visions. Dreams na lang ako. Kasi sa dream nakakatulog pa. And also my maidservants and my manservants, I will pour my spirit in. So what's happening here? There will come a time when God will pour out His Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 9 and 10 says, But it is written, Eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. God has prepared. Do you love God? God has prepared something for you. Oh, I will never know it. But God has... What? Who's, who did God reveal it to? Those who love Him. Those who are loved by Him. Remember, He precedes. His, what He does precedes how we see ourselves. Do you love, are you a lover of God? 
It's because you have been loved by God. Amen? But God has revealed to us through this Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. What is it saying here? That as God poured out His Spirit, when did God pour out His Spirit? Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. The Spirit was poured. So is it just for their generation? No. Because the Spirit is available today. Amen? The event of His Spirit being poured out happened over 2,000 years ago. So we are living in this day and age where the Spirit of God is present. And the Spirit of God is revealing. And the Spirit of God continues to be poured out. We are this generation that the mystery of Jesus is no longer a mystery. It is available for us to know. Amen? Are you still there? There has never been a generation that has been given the detailed understanding of this glorious and divine mystery until now. He kept it a secret until this. I'm going back to Ephesians chapter 3. He kept it a secret until this generation. Say, I belong to this generation. God is revealing it only now to His sacred apostles and prophets by the Holy Spirit. Now, does it mean that the the church is only made up of apostles and prophets? No. But what Paul is saying here is that at this time, those who were been given the authority and the ability to start, because the church had never begun yet. This is the beginning of the church era. The church did not exist in Jesus' time. The church only existed after Jesus rose from the dead. Because the church are the ones called out by the Spirit of God, empowered by the Spirit of God, yet the Spirit of God was only poured out when Jesus ascended. And who was given the authority to plant or to build or to start these churches? Back then, it was the apostles and the prophets. Amen? But today, we have more than apostles and prophets. We have pastors, we have teachers, we have evangelists all of whom are called by God to build the church. Amen? Who is the church? We are. Amen? He has kept this a secret until this generation. God is revealing it now to His sacred apostles and prophets by the Holy Spirit. Here's the secret! Grabe, no? Talagang nagkwento na siya, no? Hindi na siya secret, hoy! The gospel of grace has made you and I, non-Jewish believers, into co-heirs of His promise through your union with Him. You have now become members of His body, one with the Anointed One. Now, why is Paul talking about this gospel of grace? Because you have to understand those who thought at that time who would receive or be part of God's family are those who were under the law or under, they would say, the gospel of the law or the Jewish people. At that time, only the Jews were thought 
to be saved or have the opportunity to be saved by Jesus. But Paul came and said that salvation did not only come for the Jews, but by the grace of God. Everybody say grace of God. This is where we get the word unmerited favor because we, the Gentiles were not saved by what we did because the Gentiles were pagans. They were worshiping other gods. They were living ungodly lifestyle. But yet Jesus died for them. They were not constantly living their life by the rules in which God had given. They were living so contrary to it. But yet grace was available for them as well as grace was available for us as well. Amen? We are not Jews. We are not saved under the law, nor have we ever been under the law. Let's make that clear. We have always been under the grace of God. And because of this grace, this unmerited favor of God, not of works lest anyone should boast, because of what He has did, what He has done, what He has ordained, we are now part of one body, one family in Christ. What is that called? The church. We belong to this church, not just New Life North Metro, but the church in the world today because He made the way. We belong to the church not because of what we have done, but because He made the way. And because we put our faith in Him, in His finished work, we get to be part of the ecclesia. We get to be part of the church. We get to be part of the body of Christ. You know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, 27 to 28, Now we, you, we, say I, we, say we, we are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has appointed these in the church. Apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. What is he saying? That the church is full of different members, different functions. We're not all the same. So we were not called to compare with one another. We are not called to compare. We are called to complement. Yes. The church, remember this. You are not called to compare. You are called to complement. You're not called to compete. Hindi kaaway ang ibang church. Amen. Hindi kalaban. Hindi ka away. We, we are called as co-heirs. We are called into camaraderie. We are called to connection. So if there's any church preaching exclusivity, well, salvation is only through Jesus Christ. But I don't believe that is an exclusive gospel. I think it's so inclusive because he died for everyone. Can you get any more inclusive than that? But there is only one way. Amen? But that way is open for all. Amen? Are you there? 
the gospel is for everyone. And we as a church, it's about time we stop arguing or competing with one another. But it's about time that we work hand in hand. Because it doesn't matter how many churches are here in Trinoma Mall, in Vertis, in Quezon City. There's more than enough people to There's what? Four or seven million in Quezon City alone. Anybody know? We, Quezon City is the most densely populated city in, and God placed us here. And we're still not yet full. That means there's room for more. Amen. That means there's room for more. Because there's still people that need to hear this gospel. Amen. We are members one another. Amen. Somebody better share that notes to me because that's not in my notes. So somebody better share what I just said. Somebody better wrote write that down. Thank you. Romans 12, 3-5 says, For I say to the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one of us a measure of... For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we are being many, are one body in Christ, and in individually... Members of who? Tell the person beside you, I need you and you need me. We need one another. Why? Because there's a destiny that needs to be fulfilled. Your destiny is always going to be bigger than you individually. Because you cannot fulfill it on your own. Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 3. Paul says, I have been made a messenger of this wonderful news by the gift of grace that works through me. Even though I am the least significant of all his holy believers, this grace gift was imparted when the manifestation of His power came upon me. When did the manifestation come? Through revelation. When Paul had a revelation of Jesus, grace was bestowed or manifested upon him. Amen? Grace alone empowers me so that I can boldly preach this wonderful message to non-Jewish people, sharing with them the unfading, inexhaustible riches of Christ, which are beyond comprehension. See, God is into revelation. But revelation is not for the mind because we cannot comprehend it. It's our spirit needs to receive it. Amen? My passion is to enlighten every person to this divine mystery. It was hidden for ages past until now. And kept a secret in the heart of God, the creator of all. The purpose of this was to unveil before every throne and rank of angelic order in the heavenly realm, God's full and diverse wisdom revealed through the 
Why has it been kept a secret? Why isn't this given to Abraham? Why Moses? Why not David? Why not Solomon? Because the church did not exist. And now that the church exists, filled by the power of the Holy Spirit, revelation has been revealed to let you know that whatever the enemy has planned for this world, God is greater. And God is going to use us. Us! You know, I like how Paul says, you know, I'm the most unqualified. I'm humble ni Beshia. He's so humble. But what is he showing? What was he saying? It's not about what you have done. It's about what Jesus has done. Jesus will reveal that to you. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10 says, But you are a chosen. Chosen. He did not, you did not choose Him. He chose you. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people. That you, what are we called to do? We are called to proclaim the praises. That's why church, don't just stand there during worship. You are called, your destiny is to praise God. To proclaim the praises of Him who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Who were once not a people, but now the people of God. Who once had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Therefore, church, Isaiah 60, verse 1 to 3 says, Arise and shine, for your light has come. What is the light? The glory, the goodness, the presence, the Spirit of God is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord Spirit will rise over you. And His presence, His goodness, His glory will be seen upon you. And Gentiles, that's you and me, shall come to your light. And kings to the brightness of your rising. There is darkness in this world. You can just look around. You can see this darkness. And there's even a greater darkness on the people. But I want to remind you what Ephesians chapter 6 says. In conclusion, na talaga, nakasulat talaga in conclusion. Be strong in, be empowered through your union. Anybody here part of the body of Christ? Then you are empowered. Draw your strength from that strength which has His boundless might. Only His boundless might provides. Put on the whole armor, the armor of heavy armed soldiers which God supplies that you may be able to successfully stand up against the darkness in the world and the deep darkness upon the people. We are the church. The strategies, oh, let's go back one. And the deceits of the devil. But listen, next verse. For we are not wrestling with men. People are not the problem. The world is not the problem. 
God created the world. The world, the earth is the Lord's and its fullness. The people are the Lord's. Hindi tao ang kalaban natin. We are not, there, but there is a darkness in this world. And there's a deeper darkness that penetrates the physical. It goes into the emotional. It goes into the mental. It goes into the spiritual. That's the deeper darkness. That's what we wrestle. It's not people. It's not agendas that people bring. There is an influence upon these agendas. And we have to make a stand. Not against people, but against the darkness. Are you hearing me? Against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the supernatural sphere. Therefore, put on the complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger. And having done all that the crisis demands, to stand firmly in your place. Church, I believe together we will not compromise. Amen? I believe together we will not compromise. So today as I finish my message, I want to pray Paul's prayer over you. So if you are the church today, the called out, how really, God revealing His love and Himself to you, as you're seated, just lift your hands and receive this prayer I pray today. My dear friends, family, co-members in the body of Christ. I pray that you will remain strong and not be discouraged or ashamed by all that I suffer on your behalf. For it is for your glory. So I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus and Messiah the perfect father of every father and child in heaven and on earth. And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Then, by constantly using your faith, that the life of Christ will be released deep inside you and the resting place of His love will become the very source and root of your life. Then we will all be empowered to discover what every Holy One experiences. The great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is His love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love 
pours into you until you are filled to the overflowing with the fullness of God. Never doubt God's mighty power at work in you and accomplish all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, your, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for His miraculous power constantly energizes you. Now we offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church in every generation through Jesus Christ and all that will yet be manifest through time and eternity. And all God's people say, Amen, Amen. God bless you. We love you. We hope you enjoyed and learned from today's message. Share it with your friends and family. Connect with us through Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Welcome home.